Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hello everybody and welcome to the Wrestling Predict Cast. I am your host Ben White and we are going to be recapping, reviewing and looking at the results of the Royal Rumble. It's the beginning of the road to WrestleMania and joining me on that journey are my two friends, co-hosts and more importantly competitors. And if we're talking about that journey, the person in the back of the car, bringing up the rear with myself, is Luke. How are you Luke? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm fantastic, mate. I love that analogy. Thank you very much. Well, I'm trying to be a bit clever with my intros. And talking about, you know, steering the way, driving the car out in front. Is he is he actually driving? Is he on shotgun? He's not going to find out until the uh, end of the episode. But He's, cu- he's, currently, drink- he's currently drinking a beer, so I hope he's not driving. <laughs> <laughs> it's Joe. Oh, hey, right. Joe. Yeah, right, mate. Well, thank you. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're here to talk about the Royal Rumble um, and the second biggest event of the year, second biggest wrestling event of the year, WWE event. Um, and I guess we'll start off by uh, figuring out what we thought of it. Did it live up to the expectations of Royal Rumble? I know it's Joe's favourite event of the year, even more than WrestleMania. Joe? Um, generally, yes. So I was going to ask you, did this live up to expectation? Um <clears throat> Ah, it's quite, it's quite, it's quite a tough, it's quite a tough question to answer simply, Ben. I would, I would say that with the Royal Rumble, it's the one, the Royal Rumble matches themselves specifically are the one slash two things that I don't really skip in a whole year of wrestling. I don't skip through them because I quite like watching them and seeing who comes out and the reveals, etc. And I think I'll never, I'll never like dislike the format of the Royal Rumble. Um, but having said that, I really am struggling to think of a worse rumble than this one uh, that I've seen. And even in the moment, in the moment, I was like, "It's quite good." Uh, and then I sort of have reflected on it a little bit and thought, "It's really not good that Brock and Ronda, the part timers who turn up." Well, one of them hasn't turned up for what eighteen months. Have both won it, um, and what what does it say? I think it's like in the moment you can kind of enjoy it, and then you sort of look back and you reflect on it and think it doesn't it doesn't paint a very good picture in my mind. So I'm a bit torn about it. I like the rumbles, but I didn't like these rumbles particularly. That's fair. What's your thoughts on the pay per view, Luke, as a whole? Enjoyable? Liked it? Um, quite similar to Joe, really. I think, especially. So when, when when we spoke about it on the last pod, I wasn't sure um, about the build-up. But then, like a few days before, I got quite excited about watching it because, like Joe, the Royal Rumble was always interesting. You know, who's going to return, um, and just the general format of it. But and then I think it started really well, and then I think it gradually went downhill throughout the whole pay-per-view. Um, and the Rumbles were disappointing. I think the Rumble, you know, obviously we'll come on to it, but I think that ha- what happened was it made them really predictable, which made it less interesting. Yeah, I'd go with that. I think we'll get to the rumbles and what we actually think of them when we get to the rumbles, but I think you're absolutely right. I, this, it's the anticipation. And I, for a little while, I thought there's no way that rumbles are going to meet the anticipations of when I was a kid or the best ones. 
But then, was it last year with Brock Lesnar entering himself entering himself in the Rumble and he stayed there from the beginning? Was that last year? Was it the year before? Was, I think it was the year before. It was the year before that one. That one was amazing because there was a story all the way through it. And even last year's, there was something to it and it, and it had that, there, there was an element of a story to it. It wasn't the best, but it was decent. This one, you know, I think the worst thing you can say about the Rumble as a whole, for, for, for especially the men's one this year, was it was a bit dull. It was a bit like, what was the difference between this and just the 30-man gauntlet match you'd see on Raw? It, it didn't feel that special, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay, so the card started. First of all, there was no um, pre-show whatsoever, which meant that Luke, who is our resident pre-show um, expert, um, you wouldn't have watched it knowing that there was no way they're going to put someone on the pre-show, would you, Luke? You wouldn't have sat through the whole pre-show <laughs> for no reason, would you? Well, you know me. I um, I like to watch the pre-show no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think um, of Booker T um, spoiling the whole show? And, yeah, uh, well, that was interesting. Yeah, when you know when they go around and ask everyone who thinks going to win the Rumble, and Booker T says Brock Lesnar, even though he's not entered. So, uh, <laughs> so he's either he's either played a blinder, in which case we need to get him on for season um, four, or um, he's completely screwed it there. He's completely someone's he's gone. Go on, go on, go on. Someone tell us he's going to win it, and then not not been paying attention whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of hope they don't know because I like the thought that they're actually making predictions what they actually think is going to happen rather than being told what to say. But it would surprise me if they do or no. Surely you've got to, surely as in that in that punditry role, you can't be predicting the surprises. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, surely you've got to pick from the, th- like, you know, surely you've got to go as far along as like, I'll pick from the people that have entered rather than, I know that, Roman's going to screw Brock. Brock's going to enter the Rumble and win it. He's a bit. He's a bit. It's not great, is it? If you, it, it, it takes the. It takes the. I mean, I've always, I've always thought it's a bit random the pre-show chats because because they can't really talk openly like we can about what we think is going to happen, can they? They've got to work, you know, a little bit with like a little bit with the WWE on it, which then sort of wars it down, or just do what Booker T does and just. Don't give a really proverb, one. proverb. Just do what you want. Chucky's <laughs> going to AEW. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the pre-show, nothing on it, nothing, nothing, nothing of note except uh, Booker T taking us behind the curtain, and we opened for the first time in I don't know how long with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns opened the show rather than main event in it, which we did kind of predict. We kind of said depending on where the story was going is going to be very beneficial like it was going to be a key indicator was going to be where this match compared to Brock was on the card um and in in fairness it didn't quite go the way you'd predict with this being the first match to be fair they've either been very clever or they've not thought it through because you'd usually think if one if this is the first match on the card one of these two competitors will then take place in the Royal Rumble later on you give them a good three hours to you know rest and recuperate but that didn't happen so you had Seth Rollins um, taken on Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship and they played an absolute blinder because it was technically heel versus heel. Roman came out, all the boos, all the all the usuals and then the Shield music hit and Seth walked through the crowd wearing the Shield gear which to Seth was meant to be a smarmy you know, in the story it's meant to be smarmy and try and play mind games but for the fans just gave them their clear clue to this is the person we're cheering this is the person who's cyber on we want seth to win and that's where it went from there 
Do you know what I didn't realise? Because I thought I thought they messed it up because obviously I didn't know the shield. So I thought when the music hit, it was Roman Reigns' music, old music. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. In the in the in the in the shield divorce, Roman got all the gimmick. That was that was the thing. When the shield broke up, everyone else changed it. Roman went, I'll keep the bodysuit and I'll keep the music. So <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, I didn't even think about it that. Um and then they had a absolute it it was one it was did that great thing of these two hate each other. So it started big and blistering straight from the off. They went for it. And um, I thought it was an absolutely amazing match to the point where there were certain moments that I thought Seth was going to win it. They actually got to the point where I was like, some of the near falls and some of the ways they told the story, I thought there was a chance Seth was going to win it. He did win it, mate. I thought he was going to win the belt. (laughs) (laughs) Win it by pinfall. I think I I called Seth to win it, didn't I? Well, then we get to the ending, which was um, Seth stuck in the guillotine choke. And in the weirdest bit that no one seems to have called out or got to, the ref picks his arm up to check whether he's unconscious or not, picks it up over the bottom rope. So when his arm falls on the bottom rope, he can then break the hold. Roman, justifiably furious at this, (laughs) of this ref assistance, won't let go of the guillotine. And Seth Rollins wins. Seth Rollins wins by disqualification, which means that he doesn't get the belt. But Joe picks up the points for the uh, unlikely wild card that he predicted. Um, we'll go to we'll talk about wild cards and Joe. We'll go to you for this first one. What did you think of Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns? Was it everything you hoped it'd be? Yeah, I, I, I did. I did. I did enjoy it. I thought it was. I thought it was very good. I think Seth coming out. With the shield music was 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 a nice touch. I think, you know, you can you can see it a couple of different ways. There was, you know, I liked it when Edge came out with the brood music as well and that kind of stuff. It does make me kind of go, well, if that was if that's better than what you're doing now, like why why is that? If that makes sense, <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. kind of you have to go back to the old music because that's better than what you've given them now. Yeah, it's not it's not great. Like that doesn't, you know, you could look at that and you could look that look at that in a negative way, couldn't you? Yeah. Um, well, I thought it was really good. I just, I really have got a bit of a, I'm really not a big fan of like disqualifications like that. It just doesn't really do it for me. Um, it's a bit of a, it just feels like a bit of a waste of 30 minutes. Um, because, and, and I never really understand the logic of disqualifications either. Because if if Roman Reigns wanted to get disqualified, he could have got disqualified and like. You know, 30 minutes earlier about putting his body through what he put his body through, if you know what I mean. But that would be applying logic to WWE, which is, you know, errant. Yeah. Um, I didn't mind it here. I don't know. For some reason, this story, it made sense. I don't like it when it, it this one didn't feel as cheap as the others have. I don't know what I don't I don't know. I think it's more because I, I like the match and I like the way the story was going. And I think it just. There was no way of saving Seth if he lost clean here, so it kind of the disqualification kind of made sense, I guess. Um, I think. I, the, the, I honestly think though, and I'm going to call, I'm going to call that, bro. I think that's an. I think that's of WWE's making. Like, not. I would have thought that if you're having like a, a wrestling show, which in which where most fighters fight weekly, losing five or six matches a year doesn't actually matter. Do you know what I mean? As long as you build, like you know, as long as you build around it, right? And it's, you know, but they've got into this this rut basically where if they want someone to look half decent, they can't ever lose. In which, so they use disqualifications way too much, in my mind. 
I'd go with that because because you've got this. It depends on what happens after they lose because you've got some great examples where that's worked all right, but then you've got some absolutely shocking ones like Finn Balor loses to Roman Reigns as the Demon and he's gone. He's yeah. just disappeared. So it you're right. It's all WWE's doing because you can build rebuild people from a loss. People can still be main main event from a loss, but it's almost like they. Considering it's a company where wins and losses don't actually make that much difference to your to your standings, they seem to put a lot of pinning on wins and losses at pay per views. Yeah, but they absolutely do. It's and it's it's weird. Yeah, it's always like we always say like the the person that loses, like the person that's beat down before the pay per view is probably winning the pay per view, and it's just a bit it's a bit of an odd way of thinking about it. Yeah. Anyway, we got so, on a tangent already. Sorry, match one. No, no. Love a tangent, mate. Um, anything to add to Seth versus Roman, um, Luke? Were you happy with happy with the outcome? Well, obviously not happy with the outcome because we thought Roman was a dead cert, but did it go the way it should do? Roman keeping the belt, Seth looks strong enough coming out of it. Um, it, it could have happened either way. I mean, I've been quite, I've been quite happy actually for Seth to have had the belt this time round, and then Roman did what Brock did later on. Um, but yeah, I actually thought this was this, this was probably my favourite match of the night. Um, up until the disqualification, because <laughs> I'm with Joe, I just don't like it. Especially like you called out earlier, Ben, that the ref just placed his hand on the rope, basically. Um, yeah, which was just weird. Um, that was them making like I think that was them trying to make Roman look strong as well. It was just it's just all a bit confused. Yeah, the yeah. hand on the rope thing was weird. Yeah, I, yeah, and and the the worst for me is there's no calling out afterwards. There's no there's no kind of I know it's like the you only the, the ref only calls what he sees, which again is a very loose rule considering some of the stuff happened on Raw and SmackDown this week alone. <laughs> but there's got to be times when you just kind of call out and go, well, you've completely screwed it there. This has been a mess up, and you know Seth's justified in wanting because the other thing coming from this is Seth's not now facing Roman, even though it was a disqualification win. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like it's it just. There's no long-term storytelling, is there? And, uh, you know, the only long-term storytelling they've got is Brock Lesnar's going to face Roman Reigns probably again at some point. So let's just do things in between that um, constantly. Like, he's now facing Goldberg again. Yeah, I said, the long-term storytelling here is that you can't have a Saudi Arabian show without Goldberg. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that takes, yeah. us, that takes us very nicely to the reveal there. So we'll talk about what Seth's doing at Elimination Chamber in a little bit. But we had Roman come out on SmackDown. Um I was I was watching this with my wife and I love the promo. I love Roman promo. I love the Paul Heyman thing. I thought it was all done very well. I'm I'm still a massive fan of this whole thing. And I was predicting to my wife at what point Brock's music was going to hit. So I kept going like it'll be now. Oh, it'll be now. Roman's going to say, uh, uh, you know, I can't remember where they were, but Roman's going to say the location and then acknowledge me and then Brock's music will hit. And literally, when Goldberg's music started, I I shouted no really loudly at the TV because. I just, I can't watch this again. I don't even know if I will, to be completely frank with you. I can't watch Goldberg face Roman Reigns again. What's your thoughts on Goldberg versus Roman Reigns, Joe? Uh, it's, it's dreadful. And also, I'm just not with the Paul Heyman storyline now. I'm bored of it. Um, I was really disappointed when he's gone back to Roman. And, and I know that was, pro- that was probably meant to happen at day one. And I've seen it happen because Roman wasn't there. So it's probably all, it was probably always the long-term plan that he was going to turn on Brock. But could I just don't Gold, like him. Could Goldberg beat Reigns? Question. No. No. Because could then Brock, because then Brock can't face him at WrestleMania. 
Rock can win the belt. Uh, see, I've got a different prediction for that. Whether we yeah, do, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting it's going to happen, but like but, this could be the one where Brock wins the belt in the chamber and screws Roman out of it, so they actually fight for the raw belt. It's a bit much. <laughs> I love the sigh. I love the I love the sigh both me and you. Like, oh god, no. And then you've got Brock versus, and then you've got Gobo versus Lashley again, aren't you? And bringing the kids back in involved. See, that's the, the stupid thing is, I know that's not going to happen because that's actual, pretty solid, logical, round, you know, nicely round storytelling. That brings loads of little pieces in. It kind of makes sense. Everything logically moves where it's supposed to move and gets there quite naturally. So that's not going to be the case. <laughs> that's not because that's, that's written actually fairly well. That's actually, that's solid writing. <laughs> I, I also feel like we saw Goldberg's son when he was about eight and then... We saw him again. He looks about twenty. And I don't yeah. think it was like a year later. So by the by, by sheer maths, he'll be about forty now. That kid. <laughs> Where Goldberg doesn't age. Goldberg has looked the same since he was in WCW, right in the very first streak. He still looks the same, which is it's not a criticism of Goldberg. He still looks immense. I imagine like uh, being bold and tanned and jacked is reasonably sensible to maintain. Like it's not. It's not. If that's your if, if you if that's your if that's your living, if that's all you've got to do. So all you're saying is I've just got to shave my head and then I'm sorted, yeah? Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got, right, then. You got a different kind of six pack, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair, mate. Yeah. Just a keg. Right. So um Goldberg versus Roman then at Elimination Chamber. I mean, we'll get to doing the predictions when we do the prediction show, but it's not exactly you know given us excitement here is it let's be honest this has got to be the end of Goldberg surely I know well, I don't even know I'm asking because we keep asking that question and he keeps reappearing um, right then we'll move on unless there's any more you want to say for Roman versus Seth no I think we'll, we'll use like half our time on the first match so <laughs> <laughs> probably should even got well, it was the best ball. match to be fair that's fair it was the best match and I can't imagine we're going to talk too much about Becky versus Dewdrop right so then we have the women's match the 30 women Royal Rumble um we knew most of the competitors coming into this. Um, there wasn't some huge surprises, really. There wasn't anyone that was a massive surprise. What this did better than the men's match, though, was there some there were some decent stories within the match. That's what I like about Rumbles is when there's stories within. So, for example, you had um, Naomi's ex-partner. I can't remember her, her name. It was Cameron, that's it. Cameron from um, the Funkadactyls yeah. um, came out. And then, obviously... Um, the story with Sonia Deville kind of came into play there. So that was quite good. That was that was a decent move there. You had um, Shayna Baszler came out and they had a kind of moment with Ronda Rousey at the end. You had Nikki attacking Molly Holly or, or Mighty Holly um, as they both have the superhero gimmicks. I mean, they're not all great stories, but at least there's something to latch onto over the hour that this match was going. Um, and it played through and it went, went as it went to. And then at number 28... Ronda Rousey's music hit and Ronda Rousey appeared and every single person realised what the outcome of the um, pay-per-view was going to be. As Ronda... Especially when Shotzi Blackheart came out next. <laughs> That's, fair. That's fair. No, you're absolutely bang on there. Yeah, Didn't think of it from that point of view. Um, so we always talk about the kind of final fours in this. So just to make sure that's clear, the final four was 
Ronda, Charlotte, Shayna Baszler, and Bianca Belair. So they were your final four, um, which most of us called Bianca. We didn't get any of the others right. None of us called Ronda. None of us thought none of us thought Charlotte was going to make it that far and kind of justified that point. And we all underestimated Shayna, which I don't think we can be blamed for, to be completely honest. Um, and then, yeah, Ronda Rousey wins and points at the WrestleMania sign, which then set the then went pyro and uh, set on fire. Actual yeah. legitimate fire, which then screwed over a little bit. Of Be- screwed over a little bit of Becky and Dewdrop's next match when everyone was watching that instead of their match. But we, we'll we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, so we'll start with you, Luke. We started with Joe last time. Um, Thirty women Royal Rumble. What did you think of the match? What do you think of the outcome? Um, it was difficult for me because I only knew half the people because I just didn't know any of the legends coming back. So, you know, there's a woman that walked out at one stage in a speech, which was a bit weird. Um, I don't know who that was. Um, so, yeah, um, it was okay. I mean, I, I didn't think any of the stories were strong going through it. Even the um, Naomi Naomi one, I just think, like, you'd react, were, like, you'd react stronger, wouldn't you? Like, Naomi was, like, obviously annoyed, but then just didn't, didn't do anything about it, just walked off. And that that sort of thing annoys me. Yeah, we have to keep the the, the, the never-ending story going for another week, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then obviously Ronda Rousey came out, and you think, well, she's won it then, so there's no point in watching the rest of it. Um, and I, th- I didn't think she looked that bothered either. Oh well, I think we'll get to that. Ronda, like, yeah, we'll get to that when we when we, we talk a bit more about Ronda and the win in a bit, because so, yeah, there's, I mean, there's something to be said there. So I look, I understand why they're doing it, and now they're setting up Ronda Charlotte, aren't they? Which obviously you'll come on to as well. Um, so I, like, it's all about money, isn't it? Like, there's no long-term storytelling on any of this. It's just about trying to pull in the most viewers by getting the, you know, the biggest stars, and that's it. What's your thoughts, Joe? Women's Royal Rumble. Um, I like I like the way that you positioned it, Ben, with some of the stories going through it. I'm not sure. I think that's a positive. I think that's. I think that's. That's looking at it glass half full. I would say, glass half empty was there was a lot of stories that they could have like. But they also just ignored, which are like the ones that run through. So like, one of the things I heard, I can't. It's not my my own observation, but they were talking about like Aaliyah and Natalia, how they've had a little bit of a feud on SmackDown, and then they were in the match at the same time. Well, Aaliyah ran in and then just saw Natalia and then just went off to a different corner and started kicking someone else. And you're like, well, that's, you know, that was like the feud that was already there. Yeah. And then the other thing, my other observation was that with the women, there's a lot of women in that Royal Rumble that clearly were not taking any bumps. Like, like I would say six or seven, you know, like they'll take the, the biggest bump will be like getting onto the apron and they're being pushed off. Yeah. So, like all, none of those were going to go anywhere, so there was quite a lot of it felt like there was quite a lot of wasted picks, um, and I sort of half wonder whether it'd be better just having a twenty woman one. Oh, and my final thought was, it doesn't it suck to be Sasha Banks? Yeah, that was that was bizarre, and I don't, and even even for Sasha mentioning her on SmackDown the next week as Charlotte's next competitor, and then having that completely reversed immediately. Like what are they doing? Don't even mention her if she's clearly not going to get the match at Mania. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, that's going, I reckon that might. I reckon we might see Sasha Baylor at WrestleMania prediction. Well, my yeah. only thought was whether they're going to add whether they're going to make it Sasha Charlotte Ronda because she's been mentioned. I don't know. It just seemed weird I don't, to I don't, mention. I don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't think they need to, do they? I think, like I said, the Bailey match would be pretty good actually. If Bailey's back. Yeah. 
Well, we thought she'd be back for this because we all put well, her in I thought she'd be back row. for this too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I thought she'd be back for this. And so I thought Asuka would be back for this as well, but she didn't appear either. And Alexa Bliss. And Alexa Bliss. That was a surprise. Um, so coming out of this then, so Ronda wins it. Um, and the next night she goes to Raw. And I don't think I've seen a worse promo than what Ronda delivered. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if you could look at the camera face in the hard cam if you saw a bloke holding up signs with every single thing she had to read on it because it looked like she was reading it. It looked like she couldn't be bothered and then she left and it was like, I'm I am not excited at the prospects of Ronda being back at all. And even in the match, like you said, even in the Royal Rumble, she just looked like she was going through the motions to get to the end of the Rumble. It didn't look like... if you know. I know it's it's probably an unfair comparison, but if you compare it to like Edge's return, when you could see he was excited and there was like enthusiasm and so much enthusiasm that his first movie did actually injured AJ Styles because he was that enthusiastic about the first thing he was going to do. Where Ronda, it just looked like she was, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I'm going to take me money and leave. It's interesting because I've never seen it before. So she, I started watching after like, once she'd left. So I'd never I didn't realize that. I didn't realize you were that. It, it no. was that. No, I swore you'd see Ronda. No, I'd never seen Ronda Virgin. I was a Ronda Virgin, yeah. Um, So I was expecting, when she came out, I was like, oh, all right, this this would be good then. But then I was really underwhelmed. Yeah, this isn't her best at all. Because Ronda was solid. Ronda was really, no, no, actually, Ronda was really good when she started. Not on promo, though. She was better than she was on Raw, though. She was definitely better than that. She was better on SmackDown, to be fair, but she was definitely better than she was on Raw. Like, like, that was, that was weirdly cold and dead and like like really did not be bothered have you seen the entourage movie ben just segueing into your um movie movie podcast. i haven't seen the entourage movie no because ronda rouse is in that as well and that's not live and she couldn't act in that <laughs> <laughs> if you want to like have a little recap if you want to have a recap of what happened on raw by the sounds of it without watching raw again just watch the entourage movie that where she had numerous takes at it and it's still very wooden. Are you saying that I'm over I'm overestimating Ronda's abilities? Am I am I misremembering how good she was at this? I think she was astounding as a wrestler. Yes. Yes, that's fair. I think you remember forget that like she had like Kurt Angle was basically her mouthpiece for the start and anything Kurt Angle says you listen to, don't you? That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Um, so then on SmackDown, she comes out after, um, after really weirdly, they announced that she's going to face Becky. Ronda comes out and says, no, I'm not. I'm facing you, Charlotte. The whole thing was really weird. Um, so she goes to say she's going to face Charlotte and to make Ronda look strong, she takes out Sonya Deville. So I'm sure what that means is that Ronda's going to be suspended until WrestleMania. So we don't have to see Ronda and she can go away and train or not. So, um, Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania, Luke. Looking forward to that prospect? Not at the moment. <laughs> she is a good wrestler. Yeah, I'm sure I'll enjoy it, but I've been very underwhelmed so far from like, the, all the excitement surrounding Ronda Rousey that I've heard over the past couple of years. And then, I don't know, just wasn't, wasn't, wasn't buying into it. Are you she, just like, did, she just didn't I, seem bothered. I think it really annoyed me. She doesn't seem bothered. This is weird. Like when she first came in, you could clearly see she was a wrestling fan who was excited to be there. Here, it couldn't scream more of payday. Yeah, it couldn't scream more of. I'm just like, like, like it's like Goldberg is at the minute. To be fair, she's the equivalent of what Goldberg's doing. When Goldberg comes back, he looks like he can't be bothered. 
And this is exactly kind of how Ronda looks as well. Just does the, the eye twitch, doesn't it? Yeah. Eye twitch, says you're next, moves on. That's it. There you go. <laughs> Claim, claim the money, take third class to Saudi Arabia and back again, and that's it. There we go. Um, are you pleased that they're doing this instead of Becky versus Ronda? Because I am. I was really, I didn't want Becky versus Ronda because I think there's a better story for Becky at Mania. Story based, not even wrestling based, story based. They'll do, they'll do, they'll do Becky versus Ronda next year. That's what they'll yeah. do. I can could, I could pretty much I could pretty much predict the year Ronda will have, which is has won the Rumble. Might win the probably win the belt off Charlotte. Yeah. Probably won't then defend it, but we'll have money in the bank in June. Probably defends it in August. Luke wins the match, but then someone gets pissed off and then takes it out on her, and then she loses the belt by some like cash in. Then she'll fight whoever she, beat her up at SummerSlam and Survivor Series, and then she'll turn up at the Royal Rumble, and then she'll fight Becky Lynch next year, and then she'll go again and have another kid. Prediction. <laughs> Take that there to the go. take that to the bank. There you go. Predict cast season four's written. Done. Sorted. No point. No point recording <laughs> it. It's done. You know when you're just sitting there and suddenly you get asked a question like this? Honey, what film are we watching tonight? And your heart sinks. You know that if you get this question wrong, you're probably gonna have a fight. You might even get divorced. So you panic and you think, how about one involving an exoskeleton? And then you hear Yeah, but which one involving an exoskeleton? And then you've got nothing. You've called for an exoskeleton movie and you haven't got one in your locker. Well, the great news is there's a new podcast out that covers lists on all kinds of movie-related trivia. It's That Movie List Podcast. So the next time you make outlandish suggestions like exoskeletons, funniest films or explosions, and you end up getting it wrong and you end up having a fight and probably getting divorced, at least you'll have someone to blame. That movie list podcast by Views from a Sofa Network. Okay, we'll move on to the most weirdly positioned match on the card because this was screaming out for Edge and Beth versus Miz and Maurice, but instead they decide to put the women, the only singles women's match on the card in what is essentially a graveyard spot after the Rumble when everyone's leaving the arena, everyone's going to get food or go to the toilet. Um, so Becky Lynch came out against Dewdrop. They had a solid match. There was nothing terrible about it, but it wasn't exactly the, the most exciting. And Becky wins it. And then I was expecting Ronda to come out at that point. I thought at least Ronda might come to the top of the ramp or something, but she didn't. And that was it. I think the most exciting prospect of it was the fact that WrestleMania sign was on fire for the beginning of the match. And that's what everyone was looking at and pointing at and <laughs> making a big deal of. They actually had to um, evacuate part of the arena while they dealt with it. So, yeah. Any thoughts on Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop, Luke? No, it was a match. I, I literally went to you first again because your face was saying, I'm going to say nothing about this match. <laughs> but Joe's is brimming with enthusiasm. What have you got to say? I've nothing to add. I think Luke covered it well. Um, so we might as well go to what happens on Raw then. So on Raw, um, Ronda makes her point. Ronda says that she's going to tell everyone who she's going to face at SmackDown. She leaves. Becky comes out and kind of pokes and prods at Ronda a bit and then Lita comes out and Lita kind of tricks Becky into or manipulates Be Becky into a match at Elimination Chamber which I wasn't expecting because I thought her next opponent would clearly be Charlotte but that might well I suppose it can't be the case now so um Lita versus Becky Lynch at Elimination Chamber has that got any chance of of, of being a a, a solid match, Joe. Is that one that you you know looking forward to? Lita returning. 
I hope it's going to be okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not convinced it's going to be great. I, I can't believe that being out the ring for however long it's been, 10 years, I don't know. And then, least, I'd say. Yeah. And like, she wasn't, a, she wasn't, she was, a, she was, a, she was a, like a pretty good wrestler about 20 years ago. Um, I'm not sure it's going to be that good. But then this is what Becky needs, isn't it? Like, would I rather watch Roman versus Goldberg as Goldberg being the person that returns or, you know, Lita being the returning legend to fight in this match? I'd have Lita all day long. At least this offers something different. I yeah, go with that. Yeah, it's isn't it? I, I'd have been happy if, say, if it was like Trish Stratus as well against Becky. Like, I'd have made, I'd have made my piece for that. It's like, it's not going to be awful. It's just not something that I'm particularly bothered by. It's a bit throwaway. It's the perfect Saudi match, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's money, money, money. Yeah. Um, you've never it seen that. Makes, it makes sense why we got all our predictions wrong because we hadn't factored in that Lita was basically coming for Saudi money. We'd all factored in like she's going for WrestleMania, and well, maybe she is. But um, what's the what's the woman what's the woman's battle royal called? Uh, is it the um? It's not. Is it the May Young May Young battle royal? Yeah, maybe she'll win that. That'll be a nice. That'll be a nice, nice, nice end to a career. A match that means nothing. Probably the pre-show. I am wondering whether they've had to change plans last minute because she was she was in there with Charlotte. She was prodding Charlotte. I all roads pointed to Lita versus Charlotte, and now it's gone this direction. I don't know. It just feels it. Lita just feels a bit random to give her this and not, not have her anywhere near Becky beforehand and all the rest of it. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Um, you've never seen Lita, Luke. So, you know, apart from in the Rumble, any any thoughts on Lita versus Becky? You're just going to kind of hold your judgment for when you see it? Yeah, that's what happens. Like she, out of all the returnees, she seemed the, the most decent. Um, so, I'm, yeah, I'm, it, look, it's just filler, isn't it? Like she's not going. Becky's not. I mean, we're not doing the predict cast now, but she's not going to lose that bout, is she? So it's just, it's just a filler match. All right then, we will move on to um, Bobby Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. So um, again, pretty pretty decent, pretty solid. It's only ten minute match. It was exactly what you thought it would be. Bobby and Brock um, absolutely thrashing each other about big men, burly match, and then we end up with the. Um, Ending, which was shenanigans. Roman Reigns comes out, costs Brock with a spear, and then asks Paul Heyman for the belt. Paul Heyman hands him the belt. He nails Brock again. Bobby Lashley goes over and uh, um, pins him, and Roman and Paul Heyman walk out together. And Brock Lesnar, to his credit, Brock Lesnar gave a little wry smile, like, eh, "Okay, I've got plans. I'm not bothered. I'm, I, I can, I can, I can get this back." And Bobby Lashley celebrates. Um, not much to add about the match. It was solid. It probably didn't live up to kind of any expectation of the first time they've met. Um, it's more to do with how it ended and where it leads from here. Um, anything to say about the match, Luke? Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar? Just astounds me that he was down for so long. Um, <laughs> after one F9, was it? Certainly was. Um, so, yeah, just um, a bit weird, isn't it? And then the ref, to, uh, you know, a massive multi-million pound pay-per-view We've only got one ref, so it took forever. But yeah, it was good. I still stand by the fact that all the refs hide mid-match. <laughs> that they go looking for refs. That they, they should just they should all, they should clearly be fought like what, just a spare by the ring, just a spare ref stood by the ring. The same way you have fourth officials, just another ref by the ring. 
but no, they're all at the back and they have to very quickly get out there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, also, they're not allowed to watch any of the match as well. That's no. Because, <laughs> no. Because, because and, and somehow go, well, that's obviously not going to cap pin here because yeah. you'd be like, I can't look, can't look what's going on the match, can't look what's going on the match. Just like, looking they're like blindfolded and then like eventually one of them's let go and you're like, just judge it by what you see. Don't, <laughs> don't worry about why Romans <laughs> holding the belt whilst other women. Uh, and Brock's got a massive W on his forehead where he's just smashed in the face. <laughs> and also, magically, you know, once Roman did that, a ref appeared. It was almost like it was planned. Now, 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 let's not go down that route. I like that it's, <laughs> I like that it's opposite VAR. I like that it's the alternative to VAR, which is nobody's watching. I like that. That's what's great about it. No refs are watching. I like that, I like that as, a, as an idea. Um, catering's good for WWE, though. That's what it is. It's just good catering. If you weren't, If you weren't involved, you'd be at that catering table. But do you think I would love if he came out and was like eating a slice of pizza and he was coming out? And I'd be like, totally, <laughs> totally fine to that. Do you know what I mean, though? But then, like, you, but then, like, if you're trying to suspend our disbelief about how ridiculous it all is, well, then maybe he was sat having a pizza and he, he, you know, he literally got pizza, you know, he's wiping his mouth as he's coming down to the ring because he's been having a bit of dinner after a long Royal Rumble. That's fair. That's fair. I'll go with that. Again, only two refs, but no, that'll, that'll work. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so Bobby Lashley wins the belt and it's going to be defended. Not unless you, want, unless you guys want to say anything more about the match before I move on. Okay, so Bobby Lashley um, wins the belt and it's going to be defended in the Elimination Chamber, which was announced on the following Raw. So Bobby Lashley is going to be defending it in there against Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle and uh, Austin Theory. And is that AJ, it? AJ Styles. AJ Styles. I knew I was going to forget one. I was going to write them down, but I thought, no, I'll remember. Um, yeah, absolutely. For me, that's that's a solid elimination chamber match, that. Right? That's, 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 I mean, it's going to all come down to Lashley versus Lesnar, but considering the kind of shenanigans and all the stuff that's going to go on in the match as it goes through all of those are absolutely solid and there could be really good moments in there so it's actually one that i'm well, i don't go as far to say i'm looking forward to the elimination chamber match but it's certainly going to be an interesting one what are your thoughts on the competitors and, and things from there luke yeah um it feels like yeah it will be a good match there's a lot of really good competitors in there apart from austin theory and i think i just think it's a bit of a mess like, I, I don't know. Like, you've just been thrown together a little bit. I mean, for me, there's as much chance as Bobby Lashley just retains and wins it because of Roman Reigns interferes, or Lesnar could win it. And then like, the only thing for certain is Austin Theory is not going to win it. Um, are you not? Are you not loving Austin Theory then? No. I, do, you I, know, what, do you enjoy that storyline with Vince McMahon? I don't enjoy storyline Vince McMahon. I think he's got something about him. I think with some work, considering where he is in his career. How, yeah. how long he's been in WWE? I I think this is the kind of thing I want from people coming up from NXT. Give them a push. Give them something. At least he's got a story. At least he's put in a decent position. He's got a character, which is which is half the battle with NXT to WWE. He's actually got a character. The Vince thing they need to work on. Like they need to do some actual work with the Vince thing because it's not going anywhere. It doesn't make any sense. Like they could have had Vince kind of. Tell Austin Theory, you've, you know, if you get to this point in the Rumble, you're in the Elimination Chamber match or something. You know, what's the point in Vince versus with, with Theory? It doesn't seem to go anywhere. But I quite like the idea that someone new is actually getting a push. 
Because yeah. the alternative was Kevin Owens was in this match, and as much as I love Kevin Owens, and I do, this would have just been another Elimination Chamber match with all the same people we've seen loads of times before. I think I think I would have preferred the Elimination Chamber to be to not involve Bobby Lashley. Like in my mind, it should be the winner of that should face Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania, rather than him being included. Because all that means to me is he's going to probably retain. It's going to be a nothing match. That's fair. I'll go with that. What are your thoughts on the competitors, Joe? Yeah, I think. I'm 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 somewhere between the two of you, right? It, I think it is a mess, but I'm also think it's you know it's a it's a good mess. If you know what I mean, it's it's a like slightly interesting mess as opposed to just being a mess that's completely predictable. Um, I am unclear as to whether Lashley's retaining or whether they're going to do Brock versus Roman, Belt versus Belt, which I think I think um, is where they're going to go with it, um, which. I feel it's a shame for Bobby Lashley. I was thinking when we were talking then as well, like this is like a major title change. As in, I can't think how many we've had this year, but can't be more than maybe four or five in the last 12 months. That's fair. That's fair. Because Roman's had it the whole time, hasn't he, I think? Yeah. And and then we've had Biggie and Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. I mean, it feels a bit of a shame for Bobby Lashley, if I'm honest. Um, But I feel like he might be a stopgap champion. And it is just a hot mess of Luke says. I think I, I I kind of agree with you there. I think this is going belt versus belt. I, I just I don't know why it needs to be. Well, they've mentioned it a few times, haven't they? And they wouldn't keep mentioning it otherwise. I, I don't. That's something me about. I don't know why it needs to be because you paint yourself into a corner. And Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar does not need does not need two belts. He doesn't. I mean, at this it, point, arguably, it doesn't even need a belt. At no, this point, no. arguably, you could actually remove the whole belt thing and just have it as grudge, and it would still be probably the biggest match on the card. Mate, imagine, imagine if it was Belt versus Belt, but it was actually Lashley versus Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> that, hey, and you like you're laughing, but that, that ends night one. That's the end of night one, right there. Yeah, that'd be end of night two for sure. <laughs> Goldberg, Goldberg winning all the belts, and then his forty-year-old son Gage running into the ring. At least Goldberg wasn't putting him in an elimination chamber. Oh, oh God, God. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you wouldn't have survived being in the pod for 10 minutes. <laughs> so um, we'll move on. We might talk a bit more about Brock and, and, and Roman when we get to the results of the Royal Rumble. So um, the next match, which is fair, it was it was, it was was filler. It was a palate cleanser before the main event. It was Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Miz and Maurice. Okay. Um, this was exactly that. It was a bit of a... Um, Palette cleanser. It did the job. It lasted 12 minutes, which is actually the perfect amount of time for it to last. Didn't last too long. Didn't last. Wasn't ridiculously short. And to my surprise, to eat me words for probably the one of the first times this podcast, Maurice was solid. Maurice put a shift in. She took some bumps. She did some moves. She got the Hurricane Rana on edge at one point, which I thought was, you know, a fair move. Um, everyone played their part, and it ended exactly as we hoped it would, which is Edge and Beth Phoenix. Um, Winning, taking the win with a pretty solid husband and wife victory, and then uh, Miz and Maurice going off. Um, I don't know. I've not got much to add to this. There didn't seem to be any fallout the next night from it. So, uh, anything you want to add um, to this one, Joe? No, just that I was right about Maurice. I think she's solid. She's better than the Miz. Oh, what's what? She's better than the Miz. 
She's probably not a million. Oh, I don't think that's a ridiculous statement. No, come on. No, no, come on. I've got a lot of time for the Miz. I've got a lot. I think he gets a bad rep considering his career. I think he's just very safe, isn't he, the Miz? That's the that's the issue with him, I think. But I don't he's, think he does. He, he doesn't. He's just not. Like, he's just very vanilla. But he's good promo. But he's, he's, his, his wrestling is like. I feel like I could get to the Miz's level of wrestling in about a year. <laughs> now that's bold if we had the money the means and the time i would love to back that i would love to back that as a as a okay. as a as a, as a, as a, as a challenge no, i'm gonna ask you now right? what 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 moves does the miz do that's like that's like complicated well i think there's a lot more to it than just complicated moves mate but he doesn't do anything wrestling wise that's out, that's more than vanilla. That's what I'm saying. Just I mean, Joe, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see you just do a clothesline. Yeah, like so just... would I. To be fair, <laughs> I like you know <laughs> the one where you know when we lift. Next you, mate. I'll just call it as I'm walking towards you. <laughs> you know the one where he lifts his leg over the top rope to give that guy a kick, and then he and he and he hangs himself in the top rope, gives a little sly look. Could you do that? Could you jump yourself up and have your leg over the top rope? Probably. Probably. Okay, there we go. That's settled then. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Mister Agility here. All right then. Yeah. Oh man, I thought there was nothing we were going to say about Miz and Maurice, and it turns out that Joe reckons he's going to be able to wrestle him at next week, next year's Mania. All right, then, fair enough. Go back yourself, mate. Go back yourself. <laughs> um, if we've got nothing to add, the only thing I'll say is, have we got any clue whatsoever what Edge is going to be doing for Mania? Hey, Joe. You reckon? Kevin Owens. Has he done? Has he, has he faced Seth? Yeah. He has, doesn't he? Didn't they have a fight in Saudi Arabia earlier in the year? I can't. I genuinely can't remember. I think Seth and Edge. Seth and Edge. I thought like Seth and Edge have had a three match. Yeah, yeah Randy, that was Randy Orton. No, I think it was. Is it not Seth as well? Since he came, since he came back, I've, see, I've got a feeling he might have, but it can't have been that underwhelming. No, they have, haven't they? That was what Edge disappeared for, wasn't it? What was Edge's last feud before this one? Yeah, I'm sure Seth and Edge have fought. Yeah, how bad is that? It was because he did he stomp his head or something. Yeah, no, he put that. He put something in his. They were doing something with like. Oh yeah, no, it was Crown Jewel Edge versus Seth. Considering I've got all the cards written down in here. Something in his mouth, didn't he? I can't remember what it was, but it was like some some... slam. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was was, was like part of the chair, wasn't it? That's it. So not that then. So let's not do Edge versus Seth again. (laughs) Considering it was so frigging memorable the first time. (laughs) All right then. Okay, then. Um, we'll get to the 30-man Royal Rumble, so the main event, Men's Royal Rumble. Um, again, we knew most of the competitors going into this, but my favourite part of any Royal Rumble are the big surprises, and as much as there's kind of decent, solid surprises for the women's, it's always who's going to return for the men, who's going to show up, who the big surprises are going to be for the Men's Rumble. And my word, did they deliver with Bad Bunny and Shane McMahon? Bad, I mean, Bunny was, Bad Bunny was one of the best things in this rumble. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd go with that. I'd, I'd yeah. absolutely go with that. I mean, well, the fact the fact that Bad Bunny took a bump from Lesnar is is that man's got dedication to the to the millions they clearly paid him for the fifteen minutes work he put in. So, I, like, I like him. He's he's someone that I couldn't get to his standard in the year. You couldn't get to. Well, to be fair, he could do that. He can do the the Canadian destroyer, which is a solid move. So, yeah, can't argue with that. Um, so this was, I mean, when, when we talked about stories and, you know, 
all right, let's say half glass full. I was kind of plucking at straws a little bit, but there was nothing here other than the Johnny Knoxville, Sami Zayn thing. There was nothing. It was literally just people coming out, wrestling, getting eliminated, and that was it. Like you were waiting for the big moment, the big surprise, the big reveal, and there was it was just nothing. And I think that was kind of demonstrated in the fact that when we did finally get to number 30 and it was Brock Lesnar, he did not get the big pop that I think WWE were expecting. He just kind of, he got a pop, he got he got a cheer, he got a little bit of something, but it wasn't the big reveal they wanted it to be. And I think part of that definitely comes from what you said at the beginning, which is we'd already had Ronda. So it felt a little bit like, oh, okay. And then Brock was always going to win it by this point. It was one of those. There was no way anyone else. Our final four ended up being Brock, McIntyre, Riddle, and unbelievably Shane. Shane McMahon was in the final four. So uh, there we go. Fairly underwhelming Royal Rumble. Um, I guess we'll talk about the result. We kind of touched upon it already. But what were your thoughts on the Rumble, Joe? Um, I think you might. I think you made a good summary, really. I think until about the first 20, I think the first 19 entrants, I was looking, obviously looking at the numbers now, yeah. were just wildly underwhelming in my mind. So we had AJ Styles, Nakamura, that was all right, started with Austin Theory, Robert Roode, when he came out number four, you were like, gosh, uh, Ridge Holland, Montez Ford, Damien Priest, Sami Zayn, Joey Knoxville, Andre Dawkins, Omos, Ricochet, Chad Gable, Dominic Mysterio, Happy Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Sheamus, Rick Boogs, and Madcap Moss. Now, I wouldn't watch a 19-man battle roar between them on SmackDown. Like, it was really poor. Like, really poor. And then, and they just missed a load of opportunities, like Dominic Mysterio was out, I think, by the time Rey Mysterio came in. So yeah. there was, like, an opportunity to do a little story there. And then the last 10, to be well, fair... They, they, they were building that one up for weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. building it up and then just didn't happen. And then, and then the last... So then from 20, we've got Riddle, McIntyre, Owens, which I'm all which I'm getting more interested in, Mysterio. So I feel like they tried to build it to a crescendo. Shane McMahon... Sorry, I'm looking at... I'm actually telling you that all of eliminations, but it's the same sort of... You know, you get my, you get my yeah. principle, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, uh, rather than the order of entrance, it's the order of eliminations... And then the, the third last person in the Rumble was Shane McMahon. Yeah. Like, what is happening? What's happening? Like, apparently, he, apparently he booked part of it. He did. And that's kind of partly why he's no longer working with WWE at the moment, because the backlash was so much. But not just from the fans, but from the backstage competitors as well. I mean, what I heard, and when I heard this, I thought it's, it's, a, it's such a good idea, was if you'd flipped it, you had Ronda, Ronda number 30 for the match for her match and then you had Brock 28 for this one and then make 29 and 30 the Usos who weren't involved at all so then you've got Brock facing the Usos for the chance to face Roman at least that gives you something and you could have had McIntyre and Brock have a proper battle at that point as well so Brock's beaten down McIntyre's given a proper good effort of it rather than just be eliminated in two minutes because they ran out of time which is the, the, the rumor we've heard that that was meant to be a proper match but they ran out of time to do it and then the Usos could have been involved they could have been the one trying to beat Dan Brock stop him winning the Rumble because they know where it's going to lead but it doesn't work and Brock wins it and uh, kind of against the odds a little bit at least that's a story this was Brock came in and just cleared the ring it was it was it just felt like a massive waste I think as well I felt really sorry for some people like Big E 
like he's just been absolutely done over. Like, what's he doing now? He's just he's just been the champion. He didn't eliminate anyone. He didn't eliminate anyone. Yeah. Shane McMahon eliminated someone. Bad Bunny eliminated two people. Big E, who was meant to be like the big champion, like one of the favourites to win the Royal Rumble, and then he just didn't even like it was just it was just really badly booked. And the whole point of it was just the, the story about Brock Lesnar. There's nothing, no other thought apart from that. Because that's the weird thing is it. You, it's exactly that. It didn't build anything else. And it didn't even build any one. So you usually get at least the Iron Man. You usually get the one person who's managed to give a show and you don't expect. And they keep coming back to him. You know, just to pull a name out of the air, if it had been a Ricochet, if Ricochet coming at number five and managed to survive to 25, you know, and it had been like fair play, you know, he's, he's, gone, he's gone a route here. He's gone 40 minutes or something like that. But there wasn't even that. There was no. people came in and got eliminated. I think, I think Riddle did pretty well. Um, he was probably the only person I can think of that came out of it looking pr- quite decent. I think he'll yeah. have a really good, really good year this next year. Um, but yeah, you're right. There's nothing else built. Even yeah. Omos, like, wasn't it wasn't that great? And then Chad Galber comes in, like, like, I don't know. It was just, the whole thing was just rubbish. And the people, that, <laughs> and the people, like, it's in it's in the hometown of both Kevin Owens and Randy Orton, and both of them came in and were eliminated within ten minutes. Yeah, like you didn't even use their goodwill to raise the crowd or anything. It was so it was so bizarre. But Kevin Owens got eliminated by Shane McMahon. He did. I think Randy Orton got eliminated by someone like Bad Bunny or someone, didn't he? Like Randy Orton got eliminated by someone that wasn't worth worthy of like Randy Orton's. I kind of Brock Lesnar. Well, Shane McMahon couldn't even get clothes on over the top rope. Could he? Had to have to go to a couple of guys at that. Couldn't even. <laughs> couldn't even take a clothesline. It's so I'll bizarre. I'd give you a Shane McMahon's level of wrestling in three months. Oh, mate, <laughs> mate, now, now, I'd give you that. I'd back you for that. I'd back I you I, I'm just not. I've just got a bit of a fear of heights, so I'm not sure I could jump off the shit that he did. But. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, so we ended up with Brock Lesnar, and, and and where we're going from here is obviously Brock Lesnar has announced that he's facing Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, and he could well go in there as the um, Raw champion, having beaten Lashley at Elimination Chamber. Now, what I will say is at least there's some stories going into this. We've had a couple of manias last couple of years where. There hasn't been the stories going into it. There hasn't quite been the the um, excitement. At least there's stories. At least we know where it's going. At least you can build some hype and excitement. And to be fair, Roman versus Lesnar should be a really good match. You know, Roman struggles to have a bad match. I mean, Lesnar's. This is the best I think Lesnar's ever been. And yeah. I'll tell you, some, I'll tell you something else as well. Don't put Paul Heyman back with Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's better when he's on his own. Yeah, I was thinking that. Like all this time, and Paul Heyman's been speaking Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's. Like and Paul Heyman's brilliant in promos, by the oh, way. Oh yeah, the best. But, but Brock Lesnar, like you say, was is very good on his own. Like, but his, his promo with Lashley on Raw was like amazing, proper yeah. entertaining, proper yeah. funny. And that's when I said I was like, no, I'll keep him away, keep 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 Heyman away from me. He does not need him. Does not need to be part of this. Um. So there we go. But unfortunately, a little bit of a disappointing Raw Rumble. But I mean, what we're all here for is the scores. So, who came out on top? Well, out of the three of us, I scored a solid four. Luke oh, went one out of what, man? <laughs> oh, God, don't say that. Yeah, oh, five what? points for each ma- each Royal Rumble match available. So That's true. Oh, it was shocking. <laughs> it was shocking. Uh, about 14. Yeah, it was shocking. Um, Luke scored a much more solid five. <laughs> um, and Joe scored seven. Half marks, excellent. Uh, unfortunately, you weren't the top. That was Daniel Gibson who scored eight. That was the top we got. Eight was the top mark you could get. 
because no one was thinking Shane McMahon was going to enter the Rumble, let alone finish Final Four. Um, but what does that do to the all-important table? What does that do to the all-important top of the Predict Cast table with only two pay-per-views left, but probably about 30 matches? Um, we've got in third joint place on 41 points, it's me and Luke. Excellent. Brilliant. 41. And then from a whole season, tearing ahead. Forty-one points. How much is that? Honestly. Oh no. Well, I'll work it out. Over I'm going to work it out. And tearing ahead with forty-seven is Joe okay. in second place, which means that Dave is in top place with fifty points. Now that's doable, Joe. Yeah, but um, not if just, I don't. Not if I don't even care now. I don't even care about third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. You can't let him win again. Yeah, but he'll just copy Joe again, just to make sure he wins. Yeah. Yeah. What are we going to do? <laughs> genuinely <laughs> want to stop just, doing it. You accidentally don't get his get, get his predictions yeah, one week. The, you do the scoring, mate. Do we want? <laughs> <laughs> no, because you, you know. You got, you got, you got zero this week, Dave, because I just didn't score it for you, mate. If you know anything about Dave from, from that movie list podcast, if you know anything about Dave from that movie list podcast, he'll know. He'll keep track. He knows exactly how much he's won. He knows exactly what the scores are. And hes I bet he even knew the results before he's listened to this results show. He checks. He knows what he's done. We've got, we've got a closet wrestling fan there. Now, what I think we do, legitimately, is there's a temptation that he might be the fourth person on the WrestleMania show, so he can't cheat. Doesn't have to say anything except give his prediction. And we'll give him some really crap wild cards that he has to choose as well. <laughs> I mean, we should probably do this chat off the pod. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there you go. It's only a couple of weeks until Elimination Chamber. So we'll be there to count down and, and, and review and recap and more importantly, predict that card on the road to WrestleMania. Um, if you want to get involved, if you want to give your predictions, if you want to get involved in competing for official WWE merch, just like Paul Gibson, uh, sorry, Daniel Gibson's one, then um, it's at, at PredictCast on Twitter and um, the Wrestling PredictCast on Facebook. Get involved, let us know your thoughts. There's Content goes up every single day on both Twitter and Facebook for you to get involved in. Um, and I will see you guys for Elimination Chamber, which is on a Saturday afternoon at five o'clock. We could watch it live. Could do. <laughs> I think I'm busy that day. <laughs> see you later. Yeah, see you Cheers, later. Cheers, mate.